It's Toby Talks, the podcast for the self-curious. Is it your first time here? Welcome. We're glad to have you join us. Are you a longtime subscriber? It's great to see you again. Hosted by award-winning serial tech entrepreneur and polymath Toby Ruckert, the Toby Talks podcast shares knowledge that supports your well-being and offers suggestions that make a difference in your life. On Toby Talks, you'll meet experts who share what they know, covering topics relevant to our current times. Now, here's Toby. Hi, Ken. How are you? Doing well. Yourself? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So for our listeners, um, Ken Heron, um, he's the reason I know a little bit about social media. I actually did not know much about it before meeting him. And uh, one of my portfolio companies, UIB, acquired his firm many years ago um, for himself, more or less, Yeah, I would say, to, to get that knowledge inside the, inside the business, which I'm very grateful for, Ken. Uh, appreciate it. And um, I did want to ask you, um, social media back in the day, and we're talking seven, eight years ago, um, it was a big thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And now with the launch of ChatGPT, I feel it has become almost, I wouldn't say extinct, but nobody's really talking about it anymore. I mean, what, what, what happened to, to social media at the moment? A couple of different answers. It's accurate to say, my opinion, obviously, ChatGPT has sucked a lot of air out of the room. People are still talking about other things. You know, there's still other things going on, but really ChatGPT has dominated the conversation because it's not just disruptive as a new technology. It has the potential to be disruptive to business models, the way that different people do business, such as this little thing called a Google search engine. It has the potential to change how we think about search. Social media, to answer the question, I would suggest it has not gone anywhere. Different platforms are struggling in some very different ways. TikTok, Twitter, two good examples that people are talking about. Facebook looking at starting to charge for both Facebook and Instagram. There's a reality, though, that social media has always been about the conversation. So Mm -hmm. I would suggest that ChatGPT, being very blunt, all the different forms of conversational AI that use this pre-trained, you know, generative AI, they are also based on the conversations. You can think of them less as social media is dead, it's been taken over by ChatGPT, and more of social media has always been about a conversation, and now this is a new way of doing conversation that we're still learning about. So, so see, I, I tried ChatGPT for well over a year now because we had some mm-hmm. beta access. Um, and I have to say that whilst I'm really incredibly happy with some of the results for some very niche um, use cases, hmm. I find it very hard to believe that it is creating genuine, authentic stories. I always find found it intriguing in, in social media to have authentic stories. And I just don't see an AI being able to recycle existing content and coming up with a genuinely interesting new 
you know, delightful story that people would want to retweet or share or like or comment on based on their own inner experiences or because it resonates with them. And my point is, sure, you can have an AI going over tons of data and say, because this was written this way, because so and so many people liked it, shared it, etc. It was successful. It is likely to be successful again. But if you don't meet the zeitgeist in social media, the authenticity that worked back then is not going to work today. Don't, what do you think about that? I agree with that. And maybe it's a question of how I have been using ChatGPT. I wouldn't even consider using it to tell my story or to tell a story, either in, in a business corporate enterprise context or in a, a personal context. I see use in it in helping me to flesh out ideas, seeing it as a tool that, okay, I wanna write an article about X. Maybe there are pieces of it I don't understand or things I don't know how to explain very well. Maybe I use it to help me structure my story. Maybe I use it to help me generate different takes or perspectives on my story. I still wanna tell my story. Think of it in terms of Maybe you don't use clip art because that's it doesn't have any humanity, it doesn't have any life, it's not authentic. But maybe you look at, uh, I'm traveling to Singapore, and maybe I look at the top photos of Singapore. I'm not going to use someone else's photos or snapshots to tell my story in Singapore, but maybe I look through them to get ideas. Oh, maybe I want to go to Gardens by the Bay. Maybe I want to go here. So I use it as a learning tool that then helps me to better tell my story but to actually use the clip art as my postcards or to use ChatGPT as my story, I don't see that at this point being the, the, the most effective of use cases. I can definitely see how different AI algorithms, uh, retweet, share, et cetera, like uh, whatever uh, ChatGPT comes up with as, as content, whether that's mm. genuine or not genuine or whether other people find this good and attractive to get some engagement or discussion going. Uh, but then how real is this? Does it actually reach the, the human side? I mean, maybe AI will at one point compete for attention much as we humans do today. Why not? Could well be the case. Um, but then the question is, does that make sense uh, until AI is, a, is at a point where it commercially consumes and where there is a value attributed to AI? Um, for for its own attention span. Because right now, the value that is attributed to a human attention span, whether it's on social media or in other areas, it's it's significant, I would say. I mean, we all live in an, in an attention economy. And at the end of the day, I think that the value that is associated with human productivity, with human attention, with human focus, innovation, mind, ideas, all of those things, uh, they are essentially triggered by, by an authentic story, a genuine new thought, a collaborative, you know, exchange, so to speak, something that I think um, any form of generative AI is still far away. So, but do, do you agree to that? I, and maybe sterile is not the right word, but I feel like the ability to to evoke emotion, 
to engage, to provoke, uh, in, in whatever way you're trying to do as a communicator, I don't see that as the current capability of ChatGPT. So it's surprising to me to, to think that people are trying to force fit that to that use case. Mm. Everyone's trying to, to scale. Everyone's trying to, quote, take people out of it. When you're telling the story, when you're trying to connect with people, there are other ways to use AI to scale the communication. And it may be very clear. Often people are coming to this, okay, I want to broadcast more. I want to push my message out more. I see just the opposite. AI allows us to listen at scale, to be able to listen to more people and understand what they're looking for. Um, dishwashers. Uh, I've got AI in my dishwasher uh, through you know, one of UIB's connectors, and I now have conversational AI, conversational IoT. I now know how people use my dishwasher. And maybe I also know the commands they are telling the dishwasher. With sentiment analysis, I can tell when are they mad? When are they happy? When are they screaming at the dishwasher? As a product manager, as a brand manager, that's gold. Because I can do very expensive user research and I can sit in people's homes and do that. But if I can scale that and know that in the north of Germany, these are the three wash cycles people use most. In the south of Germany, these are the three wash cycles people use most. And I know when people are frustrated with the product, that is gold to me as a decision maker for the product in trying to develop a better total user experience. So is it fair to say you see the potential of AI more on the analytics side when it comes to social media and the, the conversations that are happening between, say, you know, humans and things and humans and bots? I see there being a problem today with an overwhelming amount of data. So the ability to take that data and to make it into actionable insights, absolutely. Because as a human, I can't read, you know, 3,000 scripts of what people have been talking to my dishwasher or, or my software or my product. But through AI, I can understand what are the themes, what are the trends, what are the one-offs. Um, Walmart. Walmart has been very public on their use of their chatbot, their use of conversational AI. They're very sophisticated marketers. They've invested for a long period of time, very serious energy and resource into understanding what customers want. When their SVP gets up there and talks about it, he's like, we were surprised. We learned things we did not know. That's a big deal because these are people in the U.S. retail field that are really perceived to get that part of the business right and have invested tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars in it. When they throw in a chatbot, they're now able to understand at a very granular, actionable level when there are problems and when there are opportunities. So, Ken, if I understand you correctly, this is an evolution from social media to chatbots or conversational AI. There is actually would... because at, at least this is what I'm understanding here. If if you have been really great at, at doing social media in the past, and even, even if you had the ability with the help of AI or any other big data and analytics, even if you had a lot of people sifting through the data, for example, mm -hmm. you were able to get some insights even from social media conversations. But the depth that you get from a, a chatbot conversation is entirely different, say, just from a, a short tweet or something. So is, is it fair say to say that the chatbot, sorry, uh, to, just to complete that thought, is it fair to say 
that a natural evolution of social media goes into the interaction of humans with things or humans with AI. Yes, and I would put a fine point on that. If you were really crappy as a business, as a brand at using social media, you're going to be a hundred times worse with ChatGPT. You're going to be a disaster. Social crisis, PR crisis waiting to happen. If you were skilled at conversing and using social media, if you got good results from it, you're going to fly. This is a jet engine with the next iteration. It's, it does not take the place of being a skilled marketer. You still need that human understanding. It's mm -hmm. just a tool. It's not going to do the work for you. So just to summarize, the analytics powered by AI is, is, is the number one priority. You're going to need that, whether it's for social media or for um, Correct. You need that today. chat or whether it is uh, for AI-powered chat. Then AI-powered chat, whether it's with things or, or bots, um, and humans on the other side, obviously, perhaps one day AI is talking to AI, as we have established earlier, if there's a commercial value attributed to the attention, who knows. Um, but again, that will also require um, a certain uh, authenticity, which maybe can, could come still from, from human ingenuity, powered by some, I would say, some kind of um, help of AI, where the AI is really an assistant. But again, the analytics are, are, are critical. But I think the, the key point that you that you have made is there is an evolution in social media. And the evolution is purely from the social element to the to the conversational element. I think that's the evolution that I that I'm hearing. So so, you know, if if the listeners, um, you know, many of them have companies, um, some of them have IT companies, if they want to know what they can do to, to move from this, I would say, social media, many are doing and many are doing it well um, after so many years. Um, and know, many have also it? not seen the results they want out of it. They're frustrated. Okay. They're spending time and money on it, but aren't able to connect it to ROI. How can they move into this conversation space? What would you advise them as a, as a first or second step? Talk to us. Talk to someone who is expert in the space, who's doing this for many different types of industries and many different geographies. But it starts with, being serious, it starts with what are they trying to achieve? And we know every company wants more revenue, reduced cost. But if you can be specific you can then use the tool of conversational AI to solve the problem you are trying to solve. And yes, businesses are complicated. They have many different problems. But by saying, what are we going to fix, if you were, what are we going to attack first? And then having a specific, precise solution that does that. And then you can go after the next 100 problems. <clears throat> you told a specific, precise solution. This actually reminds me of something. You know, generative AI. And I, when I put this in social media, because you you have you have mentioned this, you, your problems actually they not only accelerate, they become much bigger at a larger scale. Imagine you you use a generative AI to create a social media post which goes viral, but which is really not in the interest of. Yes. And and this doesn't is have hateful is misogynistic. Yeah homophobic or at yeah. least you know is is uh, is in the well controversial posts sometimes are good because they actually come to the gist of the matter but cutting a long story short i think the 
the, the, there should be a way in conversational AI where you don't leave the entire room of conversation open to a generative AI. What do you call that? Um, I, I heard the term narrow AI before. Can you can you run us through, through yeah, what business um, would do and to this gets protect a little their key, interests? But view AI as a spectrum. On one side of it, you have narrow AI. Questions, answers, variants. I uh, think of a hospital, think of a bank. <laughs> they don't want creativity. They're, they're saving lives. You, you don't want your money messed up. Mm. There is a specific question. There is an exact one and only answer to that. And then the variants, because everyone speaks differently. I speak Swabian, I speak Bavarian, maybe, maybe I speak proper high German, that it can understand all of those, those different things. Think of that as narrow, no wiggle room, no, mm -hmm. in, in, mm -hmm. no variants. In this middle part, and this is where ChatGPT and its new friends, you know, Google Bard, Metalama, and probably 16 more uh, by the time people hear this, we have the ability through UIB to help that generative AI, to guide it, to give it the contextual clues so that it can give better answers, more accurate answers. Uh, because every business is different, every geography is different. Um, as someone who managed corporate communications and PR for a long period of time, it would really make me nervous that you would have fully unfettered without supervision, without oversight, that it could say anything. And we give a very simple, forget the hate and the rest. What if it makes up a website? And we know documented from our own experience with customers, and this has been third-party verified, ChatGPT likes to make up fake websites, websites that do not exist with supreme confidence. Hey, go to abc.com. That's not a real website. It doesn't mm -hmm. exist. That doesn't help anyone. And of course, at the far end, to kind of complete the spectrum, there is the artificial general intelligence. That is, I thought you know, that's a myth. Does that really exist? Well, uh, is uh, full automated driving on Tesla a myth today, arguably? But we believe we are working towards that. At some point, you know, X years in the future, we will have fully autonomous driving. I do believe at some point, again, maybe this is 20, 50 years, maybe beyond my lifetime, at some point, there will be artificial general intelligence. When you look at the new ChatGPT, they just introduced 4.0. When you look at that, that is science fiction. That is Star Wars, Star Trek. Even just 12 to 18 months in the past, you would not have believed that that was real, that that was possible to be done. So you, you have that integrated in UIB nowadays, right? We have integrated ChatGPT. Uh, we are working on the latest version because there's always a latest version. So we're testing it to make sure that it is appropriate before we release it to the world. Yes. So if I understand you correctly, if a client came to you today or a reseller, they could use that almost white label out of the box. And if, if they deploy a bot for their business, it would be able to answer questions pretty much out of the box instantly. Yes. In, in yes. a broader sense, until your your client would would actually start to put in that narrow aspect like the clinic example that you gave opening times mm -hmm. over there. um you know what procedures do you offer which have to be really accurate to that particular business yes. yeah it's the best of both worlds in in this case with conversational ai you can have your cake and eat it too you can have all the benefits of ChatGPT and it's how high is the Empire State Building? How do I make a peanut butter and banana sandwich? The important things in life, but you can also have the precise exact answers 
that are relevant to your doctor's practice, relevant to your dentist office? You know, do you do teeth whitening? Yes or no? I want to schedule it. Here's an open slot at 9, 10, 11 a.m. Pick Got your it. time and we'll book you. It, it's the best of both worlds. You can have both things at the same time, which is unique to UIB, this ability to provide the context to make it more effective. Which is which is the, probably the right time for me to give a, a disclosure statement. Uh, UIB is one of my portfolio companies that I'm invested in in Singapore um, and the sponsor of today's show. Um, but um, cutting a long story short, I think, Ken, this has been very helpful and very valuable. Even for me, you know, after all these many years uh, that, that we work together, um, I always learn something new and just as fast moving as social media is, I think AI is even even more so. And uh, the word generative says it all, automation says it all, analytics says it all, it's all in the AI space. I think, you know, if if there is an industry that is really, really tremendously going to be disruptive in the in the next few couple of months, it's probably mm -hmm. social media. I mean, I, I approached you with the question, what's next after social media now that ChatGPT has launched? Um, but I think, you know, you, you have given really good pointers to stay with authenticity, to rely on good data analytics, and to essentially, you know, um, leverage the conversational automation and, and the evolutionary aspects of social to conversational um, in order to create a bit more stickiness or also a bit more, I would say, long longer term customer interactions. I think it, it helps to build the loyalty with nothing helps to build the loyalty with a customer more if it's an actual conversation and not just a like or a retweet, right? At the end of the day, people people are going to remember substantial, authentic, genuine conversations more than, than just a quick post. People will remember if you listen to them and understood them. That's meaningful because we don't see that on a day-to-day -day basis with most interactions we have with businesses and with brands. Ken, I would like to end with this wonderful statement because there's nothing more to say. And by the way, this is not only for businesses. I think especially in the in the past few years, a lot of people have forgotten to listen to each other and 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 the world has become quite binary, something that I'm very concerned and and passionate about solving um, and that I regularly write about on on my substack. But the cutting a long story short, I think what you've just said is, exactly right listening and understanding not necessarily having the same opinion but genuinely listening and 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 making an effort of understanding that's that's a wonderful sentiment let's let's leave it at that look if any listeners um want to contact you or one of your partners um how can they reach you they can find me directly ken.heron H-E-R-R-O-N at UIB.ai. And I encourage everyone to visit our website because they can literally play with this. And that's UIB.ai. Okay. If anybody wants to partner with you, um, how do you, maybe just a couple of sentences, how you work on Yes, we are actively looking for reseller partners, distributors, channel partners. If someone has a technology they'd like to put on our H2X exchange marketplace. What does H2X mean? H2X is a fun term. It's actually a registered mark. It is human to anything okay. because we can connect to a dishwasher, as I mentioned, home appliance. We can connect to a software system, a CRM, an HR system. We can also connect to different types of 
you know, the, the physical, the virtual, whatever legacy system, many companies have legacy or homegrown software that they're still well, using. We can I connect can, to that. I can think of this as a, uh, as the beginning of a, of a metaverse for, for conversations uh, between uh, humans and humans, machines and machines, machines and humans. Yeah. Essentially every possible it's a bridge like between the virtual and the physical world with a focus on, on communication, but, but perhaps this is stuff for a separate conversation. And, and if, if I understand correctly, if I want to become a partner or reseller, I can integrate my own software or I get your software. Yes. Uh, it, yes. Can I put my name on it or do I have to use your? Absolutely. Brand? We offer full white label. We deal with a lot of, can't mention their names, but we deal with a lot of top five world global brands. They don't have the platform internally. They okay. license the platform for us, from us, put their name on it, their logo, their domain, and we act as their, their secret elves behind the scenes that enable them to have the capability. So essentially you're building planes, you don't fly them, you're not an airline, but you're like a Boeing or an Airbus. Even better, some companies want to build the planes. We give them, we license the IP. We sell them the understanding of through the technology and the patents so yep. they can then build their own plane. This because I they add their own secret well. sauce to it. This I understand very well. I mean, IP is what I'm focusing on these days. So I totally get it. Look, Ken, it was a real pleasure catching up. Um, and I hope all is well. And hope we see each other sometime this year. And thank you so much Absolutely. for your time and your attention. Thank you for inviting me. Take care. Thanks. Thank you for joining this episode of Toby Talks. Do you know someone Toby should talk to? Put your guest suggestions in the comments. And a reminder, premium subscribers receive access to all podcast videos. We look forward to seeing you on the next Toby Talks.